Hello, everyone, and welcome to Platinum in Gold. I'm your host, Adam the Flop, and this is my first official episode. So if you're as excited as I am, make sure to subscribe to the podcast and rate it five stars. I thought it would be perfect to start out this show by talking about an artist, or I should say group, that I've been standing hardcore since 2012. This group is probably one of the best things that has ever happened to this world, and I really do mean that. I mean, they created so many bops, and it's kind of sad because they're not together anymore, but it's probably for the best that they broke up based off of what I'll be talking about in this episode. If you couldn't tell after reading the title of this podcast episode, I am talking about Fifth Harmony. I'm going to be completely honest with you. I was kind of scared to talk about how much I love them for this episode because I've mentioned on my TikTok before that I love them and I've gotten hate comments and hate messages because of it. In fact, right now I'm going to read you a message that someone sent me on Instagram after I expressed my love for Fifth Harmony on TikTok. So I'm not going to say their username because I'm just a nice person, but someone clearly a little mixed in said, Little Mix is better than Fifth Harmony will ever be. You stand Fifth Harmony too much. Stop it. That message, not gonna lie, really broke my heart. Because at that point, you're not only coming for me by saying that I stand Fifth Harmony too much, but you're coming for Fifth Harmony by saying Little Mix is better than they will ever be. And while I do agree that Little Mix is a great group, they have some phenomenal songs, I just think it's kind of rude to say that they're better than Fifth Harmony will ever be because it's just not true. I'm sorry. Anyways, the topic of this episode is how Fifth Harmony was sabotaged by their management. And I wanted to talk about this because I made a video about this a while ago on TikTok and a lot of people responded to it and the comments kind of just being surprised about everything that was going on behind the scenes of the group. So I thought it would be a good topic to talk about on here because I can go in depth about it and give my opinions about things that were happening, whereas on TikTok, I was kind of limited to just like a minute-long video. I figured there might be some listeners who, for some reason, don't know who Fifth Harmony is or don't know how they got started, so I'm going to start by giving a brief history of the group. So the five members of Fifth Harmony, Camila Cabello, Lauren Haregi, Normani Hamilton, Dinah Jane, and Allie Brooke, all auditioned for The X Factor USA Season 2 all the way back in 2012 as solo artists. So the members did not know each other at all before the show. Basically what happened was they all got through individually after their first audition in front of the judges and then a couple rounds into the competition they all got eliminated. But then the producers invited them back as a group. So they were eliminated as solo artists, but then the producers were like, wait, we can see them as a girl group. So then that's when Fifth Harmony was formed. They ended up making it to third place in the competition. And even though they did not win, they ended up becoming the most famous act from that season. So Simon Cowell was a judge on the show. And after the season ended, the group signed with his label, Psycho Entertainment, and also Epic Records. They went on to accomplish a lot together. They released three albums and an EP, all of which went top 10 on the Billboard 200. They had multiple platinum certified hit singles, including the song Work From Home. Work From Home became the group's biggest hit and peaked at number four on the Billboard Hot 100. So even though the group accomplished all of this and had a tremendous amount of success throughout their career, there was so much going on behind the scenes that was just sad. I mentioned before that the group signed with Simon Cowell's label after The X Factor, and this might have been their first mistake. In fact, one of the group's lawyers named Dina LaPolte said in a Billboard story, 
I sat the girls in a hotel conference room and for five hours educated them on trademarks, copyrights, and rights of publicity. Then I educated them about every agreement they signed, which were the worst I've seen in the music business. Now, I don't know shit about being a lawyer, but I could assume that if you're a lawyer working in the music industry, that you have to go through so many contracts from artists. And for Dina LaPolte to say that Fifth Harmonies were the worst that she's seen in the music business is just mind-blowing. In a way, I do get it because when Fifth Harmony was first starting out, the group consisted of two 15-year-olds, two 16-year-olds, and a 19-year-old. So they most likely just didn't know any better and were just so eager to get started in the industry, so they were willing to sign any contract that came to them. And there's no way of knowing what exactly was in these contracts, but we can kind of assume based off of what the group members have said about their experiences. First of all, the group was definitely just overworked. I mean, they released three albums in less than three years and also went on tour every year over the six years that they were together. As teenagers and young adults, that's just a lot of time being spent away from home and it seems like they didn't really have a choice. When talking about the touring schedule in a Billboard article, Dinah Jane said, I love touring, but the schedule traumatized me. I was like, what kind of job are we doing? I watched my great-grandmother be buried on FaceTime. We're all so family-oriented, and we've all lost people on the road. I can't even imagine that, like being forced to watch a funeral over FaceTime because you're on such a strict schedule for touring when you're so young. That poor girl. I really do feel bad for her because just the way she worded it too by saying the schedule traumatized her. Next, I'm going to talk about how the group didn't really have creative control over the music that they were recording, which is unfortunately a big issue that a lot of artists face in the music industry. Lauren Haregi was definitely the most outspoken member about this issue, so I'm going to play some clips where she talks about it. The first clip is a leaked audio of Lauren talking to Allie Brooke. First of all, who recorded this audio and then leaked it? If it was someone on their team, I hope they got fired. Because on one hand, it's a private conversation. It shouldn't be on the internet. But I mean, on the other hand, it did kind of show people, fans especially, what was going on behind the scenes and what the group members were actually feeling. On a more serious note, though, that was probably one of the saddest moments that came out of the group because you can just hear how heartbroken Lauren sounded in that clip. Even though there wasn't any context surrounding the clip, we can assume that Lauren was talking about the group's label and management. This is because of the way she said that they're doing labor every day and see nothing. And if you're an artist in the music industry, especially a manufactured group like Fifth Harmony, you really are just doing work for your record label. The next clip is from 2017 when an interviewer was asking Fifth Harmony about their upcoming album and how they keep going after releasing three albums in less than three years. I was looking at the calendar. Your debut record just came out literally two and a half years ago. Um, Whoa. I know. that's What? But that's three albums in less than three years. What keeps you guys going? That's a, that's a schedule that you guys are keeping. Quite. Uh, a contract? I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. I wish I knew that was coming. Um, <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, I'm not. Okay, but it's fine. <laughs> It's fine, it's fine, it's fine. It's a good thing, though, like, honestly. We are, we, we definitely work hard, and we want to keep our fans, like, engaged. We want to give them new music. Also, we want new music. Because touring the same songs over and over again is over exhausting. And, over. and songs that we were given. 
So right. boring. Oh, <laughs> exactly. We were we weren't even like really believing in those songs either. So yeah, we're grateful to be on this third album. There was a lot going on in that clip. You can tell that Lauren was talking in a more joking manner when she was saying that the contract keeps the group going, but at the same time, she really wasn't joking. She also said that touring the same songs over and over again gets boring, and Normani jumped in and said songs that we were given, which is what I want to talk about next. If you go through the group's discography, you will see that they do not appear on almost all of the writing credits for their songs. Now, by the time they started recording their last album, they ended up gaining a little bit more creative control and were able to write on a few of their songs. But for the majority of their career, they did not have that control. And this might be one of the big reasons why Camila Cabello left the group in 2016. In an interview for the New York Times, Camila talked about how she asked to help write lyrics for Fifth Harmony, but got shut down. She said, I was just curious and I wanted to learn and I saw all these people around me making music, writing songs, and being so free. I just wanted to do that and it did not work. The fact that the group's team didn't want Camila to help write their songs really does not make sense to me because if you think about it, Camila is a great songwriter. We see that within her solo music, so it would have been interesting to see her explore songwriting when she was in Fifth Harmony, but at the same time, I'm glad she got out of the group because she was able to start a successful solo career. But even while she was in the group, Camila had hit collaborations, I Know What You Did Last Summer with Shawn Mendes and Bad Things with Machine Gun Kelly, both of which she co-wrote. So it just goes to show that some of these labels really don't know shit. So even if you weren't a fan of the group, you probably know these two songs as they were two of their biggest hits. I absolutely love those two songs, but an interesting thing about them is that Dinah Jane was not allowed to sing on them. She talked about it in an interview, and here's the clip. I missed out on two singles. I think it was Sledgehammer and Boss. I remember just like coming in, maybe because like I didn't have. They said basically Were you I didn't have those songs at all. I wasn't those songs at all because they said I didn't have that pop voice at the time, and I was like, what? I so I tried to. I tried to make myself fit in there and change change my tone yeah. so I can fit. No, I was just in the backgrounds or just Shut yeah. Up. So there but are songs fine. that you guys recorded that one or more of you are not on. I think it was only me. Honestly. What? Really? Uh-uh. Oh, Lauren, too. Lauren was one. Lauren was on Worth It. Lauren didn't have one on Worth It. She didn't have one on Worth It. She had one. I had two. <laughs> oh. Okay, here's the thing. I would understand if Dinah Jane had a voice that was just not pop at all, but she's in a pop girl group. I mean, clearly she has a voice that can be well-suited for pop. Dinah Jane does have a big, powerful, soulful voice, but she also is capable of tuning it down a little bit and making it fit for these pop songs. And it's sad if you think about it because both of those songs did very well, so Dinah Jane probably felt bad about herself just not being part of them, especially because they were very early on in their career. And the same thing with Lauren, too, and how Dinah said that Lauren wasn't on Worth It. Worth It was one of their big, big songs. Like, that peaked at number 12, was certified three times platinum, so the fact that Lauren wasn't on that song is just very surprising to me. 
The next clip I'm going to play is of Allie Brooke talking about how she was not allowed to do a feature that she really wanted to do while being in the group. During that time, I was trying to find who I was. We were all doing features. Everybody was experimenting and kind of spreading their wings. And at that point, I had felt like, you know, it's time for me to do the same. And I found this one song that I, I really liked. I was a fan of the song and, and I loved working with the artist. And so I was excited, but then I was told within the label that I couldn't release it. And like, you're not doing it. You're not releasing this feature. Not gonna let it happen. And on top of that, the tone that it was told to me, it was like very dis disheartening. The most important thing was that everybody at the time were allowed to do features. This is not fair to be one spoken to this way, but also told no because of a personal opinion was just, to me, not right. So in that moment, I just felt alone and I just felt like, I don't understand why this is happening to me. That was a moment where I kind of decided for myself that, hey, I'm not going to take this kind of talk anymore, this kind of behavior. I'm not going to let someone in power do that to me. This one really doesn't make sense to me because like Allie was saying in the clip, the members were allowed to do features with other artists. I already talked about how Camila did those collaborations, but also Lauren, Dinah, and Normani all had features with other artists while being in the group. So I feel bad that Allie was treated this way. She also said the way that the label said it to her was very disheartening. I just don't get why their team wouldn't want Allie to explore her creativity and potentially expand the group's audience with these collaborations. So Fifth Harmony decided to go on an indefinite hiatus in 2018, and ever since then, the members have been pursuing their own solo careers. Even though I absolutely loved them as a group, I'm so happy for them now that they have more freedom with their solo careers, especially after learning about everything they went through while being in the group. The members are now in their mid to late 20s, and it's just so cool as a fan to see them all express their individuality with their solo music. Recently, Lauren Haragi went on the Zach Sang show and talked about how she thinks the group is finally healing after everything they went through. I love those women very much. Yes. And I'm so grateful to see everybody doing this. That's was, all that matters. We got to where we wanted to be. I think there's, there's like in a sisterhood, like there's this, this constant love no matter what, you know? Yeah. But I think we all took our time to heal. And I think that's what we're... That's the path that we're on right now. Because a, a lot of what happened to us wasn't even us. It was... Oh, totally. All of the pieces around us. That you really had no control over. Absolutely none. And we were all really young. I think the most important thing Lauren mentioned was when she said, a lot of what happened to us wasn't even us. It was the pieces around us. I think this is important to remember because it just shows that all of the negativity that was going on in the group really was not the group's fault at all, which is really unfortunate because of how young all of the members were during this time. So all of the members have spoken about different situations that the group went through. I mean, especially Lauren, we saw in some of these clips that she just went off, like she really did not give a fuck about what she said, which as fans we want, you know, we want to know what was going on. We want all the tea. But I'm just waiting for the day that one of the members just spills everything because I feel like there's still so many unanswered questions. You know what we need? We need one of those reunion shows. We need like, okay, hear me out. We need HBO Max to hit up Fifth Harmony and be like, hey, do you guys want to do this reunion show? Tell me that wouldn't be a hit. Like everybody and their mother would watch that show. We don't need an album. We don't need a tour. 
We just need to see all the members sit down together and spill all of their tea. But I get it. They went through a lot together that they probably don't feel comfortable talking about right now. But maybe one day they will and I'll be waiting for that day. I also thought it would be cool to do a where are they now in case you're wondering what the members have been up to since the group went on a hiatus. I'm going to start with Camila Cabello, who is the most famous member of the group. I mean, she's always been the most famous. She was always in the middle. She always had the most solos. She was just the center of attention. And that kind of shows in her solo career too. Her first album, Camila, went number one and also had a number one hit, Havana. Her second album, Romance, also had a number one hit, which was Senorita. And now she is preparing to release her third album, Familia. Lauren Haregi has been through a lot in her solo career already. She signed with Columbia Records in 2018 and released a total of four songs with them. But last year, she ended up splitting from the label and became an independent artist. In October of 2021, she finally released her debut project, which was an EP called Prelude. Normani had a great start to her solo career in 2018 when she had hit collaborations Love Lies with Khalid and Dancing with a Stranger with Sam Smith. She released her first solo song, Motivation, in 2019, which was supposed to be followed by a debut album, but we are still waiting for that album. She did release a song called Wild Side with Cardi B in 2021, which was a great song, and that was also supposed to be followed by an album she said was coming that summer. But, I mean, we're still waiting. Hopefully it comes in 2022. At this point, I'm not expecting anything. Dinah Jane ended up signing with L.A. Reid's label, Hitco Entertainment, in 2018. But it seems like she's no longer with that label anymore. I don't know if it was a mutual split or if she got dropped from the label. But they no longer follow her on Instagram and they haven't posted about her in a really long time. And she also hasn't released music in about two years. Allie Brooks signed a deal with Atlantic Records, but ended up splitting from them in 2020 and signed with Latin music label Duarte Entertainment, and she's currently recording her debut album in Spanish. It's kind of sad that only one member has put out a full-length album because the group has been on a hiatus for four years now, so you'd think that would be enough time for them to record and release albums, but I guess not. But I'm still really excited to see the direction they're all heading in. Even Camila, although she's released two albums before, she's doing something totally different now where her next album Familia is going to be a Latin album and some songs are going to be just in Spanish. And similarly, I think it's really cool to see Ali Brooke doing music in Spanish because I can see her being really successful in the Latin music market. Dinah Jane, Normani, and even Lauren with some songs all do R&B music, which is super cool because it's a lot different sounding than anything that Fifth Harmony did before. So yeah, that's what the group is up to now. It's so nice to see them all doing their own thing, especially after everything they went through in the group. So I really do wish them all the best with their solo careers. That's it for this episode. Make sure if you enjoyed it to rate it five stars on whatever platform that you use and to also subscribe to it because I really do not want this to flop. 